It's hard to hear no from couples when you offer your services. It's even harder when they don't say no directly, but then they just disappear from the sales process. You know what's worst of all? When they say yes, but it ends up being a no. In this episode, you're going to find out why couples say no so much, see if it's possible to skip the phone call without lowering your conversion rate, discover how much talking and how much listening to do on a call with potential clients, and get tips on creating momentum in the sales process. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. Most wedding pros struggle to book enough clients at prices that you deserve. If you're just starting out, you are not alone. Everyone goes through this, even if no one's saying anything. And if you've been in the industry for a few years, you know the sting of getting ghosted does not go away, especially if it happens every time you try and raise your rates. Tell me, does this sound familiar? You get the inquiry, sweet victory, but they don't respond after you send your reply, no matter how fast it is. Or maybe you get them on the phone, but the conversation is awkward and there's no connection. Or, and this is the worst of all, this is Katie's killer. They tell you how excited they are to work with you. You send over a contract and then nothing for days. Finally, a week passes you send it out with one last Hail Mary email and they respond with, we went in a different direction or we chose someone less expensive. It's the kiss of death. Look, I've been there too. It's not just Katie, it's me. When I first started selling weddings, I thought I could rely on the same combination of charisma and luck and personal connection and natural ability that had gotten me through everything else in life. It wasn't quite a fake it till you make it approach, but it was pretty close. After a few years of struggling along, I changed my strategy. I stopped blaming the lousy economy. This was back in the Great Recession. And the crowded marketplace. There were a ton of venues at that time. And the prices we were charging, not the most expensive, but pretty close. And instead, I decided I would actually get good at booking weapons. So I made one simple shift in my thinking. Instead of getting better at selling, I'd focus on making it easier to buy. Now, this is more of a play on words. It's an entirely different outlook, one that takes the energy away from pitching your services and puts it towards removing the obstacles that get in the way of all humans, not just engaged couples, making decisions in their lives. Now, for the last 15 years, I've been obsessed with how to make more money for wedding companies. I've sold hundreds of events for millions in sales at a premium destination venue. I also led operations for one of the country's largest luxury planning, design, and floral companies. And over the past half decade, I've coached hundreds of wedding pros one-on-one to wild success with their businesses. One thing I found to be true for every company, no matter what you do, where you work, who you serve, is that you are probably making it harder than it needs to be to buy your services. The key to unlocking your growth is to eliminate the walls you're putting up in your sales process. Now, I've gone through over the last several months and I started making kind of a top 10 list 
of things that are getting in the way of couples saying yes to your services. I mean, there are dozens and dozens of reasons, but I've tried to group them into categories. And we've got our Blueprint to Book More course that's opening up for enrollment again here at the end of February. And as part of the content for the program opening up, I wanted to create some kind of value for people to see the information that we provide and how it can help your business. No charge. Now, this download is something that we've been advertising. It's also something that we've included in our newsletter. And I wanted to make a quick mention of it here on the podcast. If you're interested, just click on the show notes or you can go to our Instagram and check out the link in the profile or go to our Facebook group, Sell Weddings Like a Pro, and you can get access to it. But what I wanted to do here on this podcast is pick three of the biggest obstacles that I see and give you just a little morsel of what you could learn if you picked up the entire download. And if anything else, you're going to see some things that you might be doing and hopefully get some real practical, simple tips that you can put into play right away. All right, here's obstacle six from this resource. Skipping the phone call or Zoom. This is one of the things that I see that gets in the way of you making more sales. Especially if you start to get busy and especially if you feel like you're already overwhelmed with all of the inquiries and you don't have time for these discovery calls. Everybody knows that I love a good discovery call. It's how you can best qualify somebody. And yes, you may start to fill your calendar, but I'll tell you from personal experience, even when I try and take a shortcut, and I'm pretty good at selling without a discovery call, I still see my conversion rate go down. Not just for the company that I have now, but when I was selling weddings, if I tried to take shortcuts, if I tried to book a couple without putting in the time to help them discover what their needs were, discover what our services were and why that mattered to them and build the value and create that desire. If I skip that part of the process, I didn't close as regularly and I didn't close at the same high rates. So this is a big thing that everybody has to keep in mind, especially as you start to get inundated with inquiries. It's a universal truth. Your customers want to buy from a person, not a business. It's twice as important when it comes to services compared with products, and it's 10 times more important when the price tag is big, like it is with weddings. That means that you have to connect with them, and the best way to do that is on a phone call or through a screening call on Zoom. Text, DM, email are good to start the process and to keep it going, but a conversation makes it move so much faster. In-person meetings require too much time and commitment up front, and finding a neutral meeting place is challenging for many work-from-home solopreneurs, not to mention doing it in the middle of a pandemic. Phone and Zoom are just right for most people who inquire. Now, discovery calls are more than just a way to build rapport with a potential client. It's not all about just getting to know them. It's also the place in the sales process when you help the couple identify what they want and what they really need. Your business exists to solve your client's problems. Period. End of story. So, the more you develop their needs a.k.a. find their problems, the more valuable your services become, a.k.a. they need more from you. So sure, you can skip the phone call, but doing so decreases your chance to build desire to move the process forward and increase the prices that you charge. Here's another obstacle that I see quite a bit. 
When you do get on that discovery call, you're selling instead of listening. Now, if you want to book more clients at higher prices, you have to stop talking and start listening, especially during that first conversation. Discovery calls are an excellent way for you to learn about a couple and their wedding in order to offer the right services to meet their needs. But you have to hear what's being said to know what they want from you because they can't articulate it on their own. You have to pick up on the clues they leave. Now, there's no perfect percentage of time to listen versus talk, but you should certainly listen more than talk. I did read a study recently that said you should talk about a third of the time and listen about two-thirds of the time, and you should mention something, you should say something two to three times per minute, whether it's asking a question or paraphrasing or just interjecting. And when you do speak, focus on asking questions, clarifying answers, paraphrasing those responses, demonstrating empathy, telling stories, offering helpful insights. Remember, your number one goal is to get them to see and share their pain points. The more they feel them, the more they'll desire your services. And that'll speed up the purchase process and drive up the price they're willing to pay. The time to sell comes later, after the discovery call. Until then, make them feel heard. Make them feel accepted. Make them feel important. That's how you set up a warm welcome for the proposal that you're going to send out after the call. All right, here's one last obstacle out of the 10 that are in this really informative resource. Failing to create momentum. This could be a version of getting ghosted, but getting ghosted usually happens right in the very beginning of the process when you send out your inquiry response. What I'm talking about here is creating momentum throughout the deal. It's going to take several touch points for couples to buy from you. It could be anywhere from 10 to 20 or more before they're ready to make a purchase. Attended a wedding you worked at, that's one touch point. Referral from a friend, a second touch point. Checked you out on social media, another touch point. Went to your website, yet another. And on and on and on. These are all touch points. The mistake that wedding pros often make is assuming the couple is ready to buy when they first inquire. Don't be fooled by requests for pricing and availability. That's how engaged couples are saying, I don't know exactly what to ask, but I need your help to pull off an incredible wedding. Can you please show me the way? That's what they're really saying. Even if they were ready to buy, humans don't want to be sold directly. They want to buy something to feel like it's their choice when they make that purchase. When you push too fast, it often triggers a phenomenon called reactance, which alerts our defense mechanisms when we feel like someone is taking away options or limiting our opportunities. So slow down your role. Build rapport with several more touch points after they inquire. Get an email exchange going with short, fast responses. Try to get a quick call on the books. Send them a recap email after the phone call. Share a proposal with them. Have them send it to other decision makers. Do a second call to review the proposal. Pre-schedule a date to check back if they don't book on that second call. These are micro-commitments. Getting them to the next step, one step at a time. This will help you create opportunity to move the deal forward and you'll push it baby step by baby step. I hope that these three pieces of information opened up some perspectives and insights into what you're currently doing that might be getting in your own way. And if you make some of these adjustments, some of them are mindset, some of them are technical, some of them are skill development. If you make these adjustments, you'll find that you can get people to go further and further into the sales process. And the more you do that, 
the more likely you are to fill your calendar. Now, the full list of all 10 obstacles that are preventing couples from saying yes to your services includes other topics like pricing on your website, contact forms, inquiry responses, pricing guides, selling the behind the scenes decision makers, custom proposals, and other important parts of the sales process. So if you don't have a full calendar for 2022, or you want to get ahead for 2023 and take as much advantage as you can of the booking season that we are now in the middle of, please click the link in the show notes, get the full top 10 download, go to our Facebook group if you want, Sell Weddings Like a Pro, tons of great resources, this and other things, or hit us up on IG and you'll find a link in our profile. While you're in there, you might as well sign up for our new three-part workshop that we'll be doing in the middle of the month, Tuesday, February 15th, Thursday, February 17th, and Monday, February 21st. We will be going through some of the specifics that are mentioned in this free resource, but diving deep into them, including the number one reason why you're getting ghosted, we're also going to talk about contact forms and inquiry responses, and then I'm going to share with you the ultimate sales process so that you can make sure that everything is set up in a way that is designed around how couples want to buy. Register for that with just a first name and an email. You'll again see the link in our show notes, on our Facebook group, and in our Instagram profile. Hope to see you on the workshop series. Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we'd settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through. 